This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world. All on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Hey there, it's The Hash. Hey, I'm Zach Seward, joined by Tyrone, Will, and Jen for today's show. I'm going to keep it quick, speed round, all around. Jen. All right, let's start this lightning round. So Doge surged 9% following reports that Elon Musk is close to purchasing Twitter. So the saga is definitely still continuing. He is allegedly going to purchase Twitter at 54.20 per share. Reuters reported that Twitter is working out terms of the transaction and could reach an agreement as soon as Monday. Now, while Twitter has absolutely nothing to do with Doge, a lot of people are speculating that if Elon takes the reins. We can see Doge payments on Twitter pretty soon. So, shout out to the people betting on maximum absurdity and reaping those rewards <laughs> right. handsomely. I'm not that guy, but those right. people who are betting on the most fun and entertaining timeline unfolding here in the simulation, those betting on that happening seem to be uh, seem to be in, in the green today. So, hey, who am I to fault the people who are speculating that Doge could get rolled into some? Elon Musk owns Twitter at some point in time. I think other people out there are seeing that as a possibility and are saying, hey, let's buy this thing. Why not? All right, Will, I'm tossing it your way. What do you think? No, this is awesome. I was waiting for this to happen, and I've been wanting there to be like more storylines within like this giant storyline. It's only getting more fascinating, and I'm really starting to wonder, what does a Twitter look like with him at the helm? Does it get better? Does it get worse? Is it just somewhere in between? Do we get crypto-native functions rolled out even more aggressively? And we saw after Jack Dorsey left to actually address the spam problem. These are all things that we get to see in the future coming up. So if the story only gets better, I just have enthusiasm and optimism at this point. That's the only thing I can offer E3. But I'm, I'm pretty, pretty psyched about this. <laughs> Zach's hand is up. So let's oh, toss it back it. up to him. I just wanted to get, give you <laughs> the latest from Elon's Twitter feed. Quote, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. So it's still a free speech play for the man himself. Interesting to see him riding this for all its glory. Jen, back to you. Will, you brought this up the last time we spoke about Elon and Twitter. The fact that he's been able to bring so many businesses to $1 billion businesses. And I just think that he has such a way of bringing his vision to life. He's able to identify the small steps you need to take to achieve these larger visions. And he's obviously really good at leading teams to achieve that vision. I am actually excited to see if he does take over Twitter, what happens and what that means for social media and free speech moving forward. But Tyrone, I'll, I'll toss it up to you for final thoughts on this before we move on. Yeah, I'm still not sure how I feel about this one, but I'll say this. Being from New Jersey, I wish he would take that $43 billion and fix New Jersey transit and also feel like, you know, $43 billion, we can do a lot with financial education and child hunger with that money. But, you know, I'm still up in the air on this one, but I love Twitter. So hopefully we get an edit. But there's definitely better things to spend money on than Twitter. But I don't know if 100%. you can talk a billionaire into that. We'll see. We'll see if he comes up with. Let's move over to Binance. So pretty interesting story here from Anna Batikova talking about Russia and Binance speaking with one another about privacy and data. So Reuters ran a headline last week that alleged that Binance had given critical information about donations to Alexander Navalny's or Alexei Navalny's anti-Putin foundation. 
to the Russian government. And Binance is coming back and saying, hey, that's not fair. We only comply with local laws and regulations. We have to comply with these local laws and regulations. Otherwise, we can't operate there. Everyone has to do this. The Russian government uses this data as they choose to do so. So this is a lot of he said, she said, going back and forth between Reuters, Russian government, and Binance itself. It really puts Binance in an odd situation right now with the Russo-Ukrainian conflict. No one wants to be on the side of Russia. No one wants to be like even associated with the Putin regime at this point. And for Binance to have to like work around this headline, which maybe there's fault on both sides. Uh, it seems like a lot of this reporting is still outstanding and we have to find out more information. That being said, like it's a tough spot for Binance to be in right now. Zach, I want to give this one over to you and get your take on it. Yeah, I mean, geopolitical realities imposing themselves upon borderless technologies in the financial realm. Certainly a big theme of 2022, and we're going to see more of that in the coming months. This is that. I mean, I think we're seeing companies across the board having to respond to sanctions against Russia and adjust their business plans accordingly. So interesting to see how this one is shaking out. And yeah, being on the wrong side of the public opinion war in this one is, is also a bit damaging should this come to pass. Yeah, so the story features a quote from a Binance blog post. They say, Today, any government or law agency in the world can request user data from Binance as long as it is accompanied by the proper legal authority. Russia is no different. And for me, this just highlighted what it means to have transactions on a centralized exchange, right? They need to comply to the laws of the jurisdiction that they're operating in, just like any bank. And sometimes those laws don't have the best interest of the citizens they serve. And so I think that this story just kind of highlights that for me. But Tyrone, I'll kick it up to you. To me, it just seems like Binance can't get out of its own way with certain things. They seem to just, you know, grab press sometimes that goes against all of the good that they're doing and the technology mm -hmm. and, and CZ's background. One thing that was telling to me when you read it, they've had record flows, right, in transactions in Russia. That can be obviously a good thing because that means folks there were still able to transact and opt out as we all are here for that. But also you saw other financial companies kind of pull back and it was six of one, half a dozen of the other. But like I said, I think it's fought on both sides. I just really would hope at some point Binance could start getting out of their own way and truly deliver the services that they can without getting caught up in this muck. Yeah, I'll pick it up from there. It is a really fascinating story and plays into what Binance has been doing for years, right? They've been jurisdiction hopping from island to island, literally mm -hmm. like islands, trying to set themselves up home base. And it seems like in their latest move, I think it's to Dubai, so I can fact correct me there if I'm wrong. They've sort of found a place where they can build out their permanent structure and continue extending to different markets and growing those markets. And Tyrone, to your point, they have done a lot of good. They have a lot of these projects that go into local countries, introduce crypto, mm -hmm. introduce peer-to-peer -peer trading with crypto, and bring people into like a different financial economy when they didn't even have a traditional financial economy in the first place. So they do a lot of good that I think is underreported. But when you see headlines like this, it just... It looks bad. And I'm curious to see what happens going forward because Binance did write a note to Reuters saying like, hey, th this was misrepresentation, but there's more here to be reported. Zach? CZ could just buy Reuters. How about that? Anyway. Just buy it and solve the problem. That's what buy we're the do Forbes here. playbook. Hey, man, whatever those documents <laughs> were called. Come on, CZ, <laughs> sign that check. Anyway, Siren, you got it. <laughs> All right, so I am going to bring you all into the wealth tech RA space. I thought this was huge news with Orion buying Redtail. I didn't think that this got the play that it should have gotten in the crypto space because it means a lot for financial advisors that are looking 
to do crypto for their clients. Look no further than the 23,000 firms that Orion serves. And together, Orion and Redtail serve 650 firms together. Why this matters is this. I was talking to a compliance officer recently that said one of the things that they are encouraging financial advisors to do that want to bring in crypto to their practice is to use Orion because of the reporting, right? Just the data. It's a big data story and the ability to see what clients are doing away, or if you are allocating on behalf of clients to be able to see that, report it based on the compliance issues and everything else. And for those that don't know, the RAA space is highly regulated. Financial advisors are still trying to figure out the best way to integrate this into the practice. So Redtail being a CRM, highly used by advisors, one of the most requested tools for advisors, and Orion just being the behemoth in the space, those two coming together are huge. I know this is like speaking calculus to you three, but I'll say this. I'll just open it up to the How group. do you know that? I'm far out, but I'll just open it up to the entire group. If, if you know, you've been engaging with an advisor all, at all, when you look at the space, is this something where you feel like this will help you all engage with the advisor to do your crypto or I'm going to do it solo? Yeah, I'm clueless when it comes to this stuff. So it's actually super helpful. I feel like there's a ton of people in crypto who get in for the tech. They think it's interesting or cool. They have no cares about the finance side or they get in for the finance side. And what I mean in finance and crypto is just trading. They got into trade and flip tokens really fast. Yeah. And they don't know anything about this stuff. Like I talked to some of my friends who are finance majors or went to wealth management, wealth investing. We're speaking totally different languages. And there does need to be a pairing of these two worlds, right? If we think about crypto moving into the traditional scene, which it needs to in order to get more liquidity, higher prices, more maturation, like you need those things to happen, then the two sides need to start talking to with each other. And there is a huge language gap between the stuff that the traditional people are talking about and the token flippers on the other side that are just worried about like wind moon. Jen, I'll give it to you for your take. Yeah. As I was reading the story this morning and trying to do like mental... <laughs> athletics to figure out what was going on. I did a little bit of research uh, and found out that the Redtail CEO is actually very bullish on, on crypto. So this is a quote from a Yahoo Finance article. Redtail CEO Brian McLaughlin at the beginning of this year said, there's a lot of stuff coming in the financial space that will be focused on crypto. There's been a massive shift to it. On the other hand, it's so volatile still, and there seems to be almost no stability. And that's kind of scary to advisors and their clients. At this point, they're still dabbling in crypto and NFTs and trying to figure out how to provide it in a better fashion. And so I just feel like this acquisition speaks volumes to the fact that crypto is here to stay. The fact that now we have people who, like Brian McLaughlin, are the CEOs of, of technology platforms like this saying, you know, advisors and their clients need to be able to understand this and I'm going to do everything that it takes to provide them a solution. Um, I think he also said in that article that he wants to provide a solution so they don't have to go to the Coinbase's and the Crypto.coms. I think it's kind of cool. And that's what I learned this morning. And Zach, <laughs> I don't know if you have any final thoughts. I don't, but I do have the next story. Can I give you that? All right, Woo! let's do it. Let's go to the Board Ape Yacht Club. Board Ape Yacht Club. Oh, you hate to see it. Their Instagram and Discord were compromised. Someone sent out a fraudulent mint link, tapping into some excitement over future metaverse plans. Some people, sadly, took the bait. $13.7 million worth of NFTs, gone. That's rough. That's what's happening today. That came out this morning. Board API Club tweeted that, hey, that's not a real link. Don't fall for it. People fell for it. It happened. This is not the first time that Board API Club holders have been fished. It probably won't be the last time. 
but you gotta wonder what's going on and you gotta hate to see it and it's a very expensive way to learn a tough lesson about securing your crypto assets will i'm gonna toss this to you i know you have thoughts on this what is your take i don't want to be mean like that's my first thought is i don't <laughs> want to be mean to these people because like the other stuff has been somewhat hilarious like give me your seed phrase like just slide in dms and, and get it like that's almost like it's on the person for doing that and for not understanding like you're giving your password away for this case it seems a little different like it was from an official account i'm sure they have the check mark on instagram they posted something click it before you know it your favorite nft is out of your pocket in someone else's pocket that's pretty rough I do think what is hilarious is that this project continues to have hacking problems and there's more and more inventive and creative ways that it happens. That is actually, that's pretty sad and funny at the same time. Jen, I'll throw it over to you for your take. Yeah, the Board Ape Yacht Club just can't catch a break. I was so sad for First. them when I was reading the story because the link did come from official accounts. Like it's one thing to say, don't click links, but this link came from an official account. So I just really feel sorry for the people who were scammed in in this situation i have a question for you guys though the hacker who's now amassed i think 13 i think it said nfts what can they actually do with those nfts i can't imagine that people are going to buy mm. these they're they're tainted now so what value does it actually have for this hacker it's not like you steal these things and it's this incredibly <laughs> liquid market that you could turn right around and go and sell them so it's just this whole thing is odd but it stinks it happens also in the light of where we're going to get you know some regulation coming and these hacks after hacks after hacks i just think is it means that the administration is going to be heavy-handed here so hopefully mm -hmm. folks get their nfts back or whoever does it doesn't find a liquid market to sell a purple ape with an elon musk mask on or something mm -hmm. jen you yeah, asked I like the fundamental question about nfts with that with that question right there what is the purpose <laughs> behind it you shouldn't what ask that they go up in value that's for the value that's not the whole point of it when nft mixer i don't think those are there yet but i don't know how you obfuscate the trail <laughs> of the stolen apes but it should be an interesting story wondering if there's any legal ramifications that come out of this down the road yeah. all right that was it that was a lightning round i'm feeling refreshed after that sprint i don't know mm, about you guys but i could do yeah. another lap it was good times. Anyway, that's More it for the hash today. Yeah. Sorry for the technical difficulties, uh, people. We had a hard time getting the streams going. There was goblins in the tech. Anyway, we're here. <laughs> we'll be here tomorrow. Watch us on Coindesk TV or listen to us on the Coindesk Podcast Network. Whichever you prefer, we're here for you. That's it. That's all we got. All right, I'm Zach. We got Tyrone. We got Jen. We got Will. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.